Reading is a great way to build vocabulary, learn grammar, and expand your horizons. Here are the best free Chinese reading resources for beginners, intermediate, and advanced students. Hello and welcome to the Hacking Chinese podcast. In this week's episode, we are going to continue talking about reading, because as I mentioned last week when I answered listener questions about reading in Chinese, there is a reading challenge that starts on November 10th and lasts until the end of the month. And this episode will be published on November 9th. But if you listen to this episode in the future, you don't need to worry about that. You can head over to challenges.hackingchinese.com to see what challenge is on when you are listening. But you can also stick around for this episode because I'm not going to talk about the challenge again. Instead, I'm going to talk about one of the most important articles on Hacking Chinese that I have recently updated and republished. Because if you want to read a lot in Chinese, you need things to read. And the text that you read needs to be suitable in more than one sense of the word. The text needs to be on the right level, and it also needs to be about the right things that you are interested in or that you find useful. In last week's episode, I did answer several questions about choosing the right reading material, so I do suggest you check that one out, and that was episode 169. I also suggest you check out episode 33, which was the first episode on the podcast where I talked about this reading recommendation article, and that doesn't include a complete list of the resources recommended, but it does contain a more overall approach to reading and how you can think about your reading and your pick of resources on different levels. What I've done this week is to publish an updated version of my recommendations, so if you want the most up-to-date free Chinese reading practice materials, you should check the article in the description. And this includes if you're listening in the future, because I will update this article when I find new and better resources, and you can always go to that article to find what I currently recommend. So just to be clear here, when I say free Chinese reading resources, I mean that I have evaluated the resources based on what is currently freely available. This doesn't necessarily mean that all content from these providers is free, but it does mean that I've based my recommendation on the parts that are freely available. So if you're not in a position where you can purchase a lot of resources and apps and tools and so on for reading in Chinese, this is the article for you. And of course, even if you are willing to pay for some things, it's always nice to have more to read. And since this is all free, it should definitely be worth checking out. Since I want each podcast episode to be unique and don't want to rehash what I talked about last time, I'm going to do two things in this episode. First, I'm going to talk a little bit about the role of quantity when reading, and this is relevant for all levels. And then I'm going to go through different levels of reading in Chinese and give you one tip for each level, based partly on what I did at various levels and what worked and what didn't work, but mostly on what I see students do and what I've learned about learning to read in Chinese in these past 15 years or so. So first, let's talk a little bit about quantity when it comes to reading practice. And this basically means that the more you read, the better. This is not rocket science. I think anybody can say that if you practice something more, it will be better. But there are actually two types of quantity, and you should try to maximize both, or that's at least the purpose with these challenges. So let's see what that means in practice. So the first type of quantity is how much time you spend reading. So for example, if you join the reading challenge, which is completely free by the way, 
You set a number of hours you aim for for the duration of the challenge, and you then try to reach your goal and you track your progress over the challenge. This is what I think when most second language learners talk about reading a lot in Chinese, they mean that they invest a lot of time into reading. But we could also say that quantity is about how much Chinese you read, i.e. how many characters, how much text do you cover. And this is indeed different from the amount of time you spend. If we minimized both, we would maybe open our textbook now and then, so we're not spending a lot of time and we are not covering a lot of text. And this is obviously bad, everybody knows that. If we maximize time but minimize the amount of text we cover, we end up in a situation which is fairly common in most formal courses, i.e. students spend a lot of time on just a few very difficult texts. So you study things in your textbook, and these are typically quite hard, they contain new words, new grammar, and so on, and you need a lot of time. Or you just force your way through a novel or something in Chinese, even though you're not ready. So you spend the time, but you are not covering a lot of text. While this is certainly better than minimizing both of these types of quantity, it's still not very good because you are not covering enough text and you are not seeing the words in many different contexts, you are not seeing them enough to recognize them quickly and build fluency in your reading, and so on. Flipping the proportions here, so covering a lot of text but doing so in very little time, is not really feasible and it's not something we strive for because as students we should be willing to invest time and we will of course see that the more time we invest the more we learn. So we should try to maximize both. And what would that look like then? Maximizing both would mean that you spend a lot of time on reading, that's the same as before, but it also means that you're covering a lot of text. And that means that you can't be reading something which is too hard, because then you waste all that time trying to decipher that really hard sentence, or looking up words in a dictionary, or asking your teacher or a native-speaking friend what this actually means and so on. And that does not count as reading. So the way you maximize both types of quantity is to read things on your level or below your level where you don't need to use a dictionary all the time. And this type of reading is called extensive reading. And ideally we're looking at a familiarity with a language of something close to 100%, but obviously you will almost never get to 100% because there will always be things you don't know. So something like 96, 98, around there is fine. Lower than that is also okay, but in general, the higher the percentage, the better. So reading something where you understand maybe 90% of the words and the grammar in advance is significantly better than reading something where you only understand 80%. And it goes without saying then that the closer to 100% you get, the more you can focus on the reading itself. And Something being easy here is not bad. As I said before, you do need to see the words you have learned, the characters and the grammar and so on, appear in different types of contexts over and over. And only then will you build up a feel for the language, and only then will you build up fluency and speed when it comes to recognizing characters and understanding written Chinese. So this is what this challenge is about. Try to maximize both these types of quantity for your reading. And again, if you're listening to this outside of the challenge or simply aren't interested in the challenge, these principles should apply to most of your reading practice. Okay, moving on to the second part, where I will give one tip for each level of reading in Chinese. I have identified four levels, and the first one is zero beginner, or you just started learning Chinese, maybe this month, maybe last month, or something like that. Then we have beginner, then intermediate, and then advanced. 
And I will not define these categories very closely. I think most people have some kind of intuitive feel for what I mean. And I do think that most of the advice I have to offer is relevant for all levels. It's just about what you prioritize. So pinning down exactly which level you're on is not really the point here. If you started learning Chinese recently and don't know many characters and words and maybe not so much about the writing system itself, I suggest that you start with a tailored approach that is designed specifically for you as a student. And I don't have a specific product in mind here, most textbooks will work. There are also courses that focus on Chinese characters and so on. I helped build one for Scritter last year, and I've written about that on Hacking Chinese, and I've also recorded an episode here on the podcast earlier, and I'll put links to these in the description. But really, you can use any resource you fancy, but do make sure that it is designed for adult second language learners, not for native speakers, not for kids. So moving on to the beginner stage, you've started doing the things that I just mentioned and you have some idea of what you're doing. You know a few characters, you know some words, and you've started reading maybe in a textbook, maybe in a course somewhere, who knows. My suggestion is then to leave the classroom. And I don't mean literally here, you don't need to actually leave your course or throw away your textbook, but I mean that you should venture outside the confines of your course or the curriculum or whatever you have chosen for yourself. This goes directly against what I just said for zero beginners, where I think having something which is tailored exactly to your needs is what you need to get started. But once you have that and you're working your way through such a solution or such a path, or you have something that you think works, then you need to start reading other things. And most students don't do this. They only read the textbook, they read something their teacher gives them to read, but beyond that they don't read anything. And this is a big problem, partly because of what I said about quantity earlier, because if you follow this path, you will only spend a lot of time on very little text. You will see words occasionally, you will see words from earlier chapters now and then, but nowhere near often enough to actually learn to read in Chinese. To do that, you need to read extensively, and that will not happen in a standard textbook. What you should do instead is to look for graded readers. There are those that start at 150 characters or so, and there are also apps and other reading materials, as I've outlined in the article linked to in the description, where you can find reading resources that do work for extensive reading even if you are a beginner. Moving on to intermediate reading, my advice here is actually quite similar, but I will phrase it somewhat differently. So my suggestion is to increase how much you read, but don't increase the difficulty. And this again goes back to the discussion about quantity we had earlier. It's very tempting when you get to an intermediate level to feel that, yeah, now the texts that I really want to read or I feel that I ought to read are within grasp, so I can do that. For example, if you want to read novels in Chinese, or you want to read news in Chinese, or maybe it's something else that catches your interest or is relevant for your job. And it's okay to occasionally indulge in reading more difficult texts that are interesting to you for some specific reason, but this is not what you should do most of the time. I think last week I said that this can be the dessert that you have after having done your extensive reading, and at an intermediate level you cannot do extensive reading with difficult texts with, say, authentic content, mostly from, say, the internet or from novels or something like that, because it is going to be way too hard. 
This is an area I didn't do very well in when I was an intermediate student. I enrolled in very difficult courses and I spent almost all my time reading things that were way above my head. And looking back, I'm not sure that was the smartest thing to do. I did learn a lot, of course, because I also spent a lot of time, but I think I could have learned a lot more and also maybe enjoy the experience more if I had spent that energy reading easier texts instead. Or maybe not instead, but at least switch the proportions, so I read more easy texts and then occasionally read these more challenging texts. So as an intermediate learner you can read more, but also make sure you keep covering a lot of text and don't get bogged down in super difficult texts where you spend almost all your time looking up words or trying to understand difficult grammar or something like that. When it comes to advanced reading, I struggle a bit to choose one piece of advice, so I'll see, maybe I'll give you two instead. But the first one is to try to rely on your true interest and passion to read, and that means reading things that you are truly interested in. So this is essentially, again, the opposite to what I said on the intermediate level, where you should be a bit careful with reading only things you like if they are too hard. But here I think you should definitely do that, partly because it isn't as hard for you, and also because if you want to read a lot, and you do need to read a lot to improve as an advanced learner, it does require you to actually like what you're doing, because you are not going to read enough if you don't. The second piece of advice is to focus on long-form content. And when I say long-form content here, I mean things that are longer than an article. In practice, this usually means books or a series of books, and this is excellent for building both types of quantity. Because if you're reading articles, you have to get started with a new article, you have to get into that topic and so on, and it's hard to build up flow in your reading this way, and it's also easy to get distracted or start with other things when you've finished an article. When you read a book though, you know what to do next, and if you put down the book temporarily, you know where to continue next time. And you don't need to spend so much time getting into it or finding reading material, you just keep reading what you're already reading. And if it's a long series of books, it's even better. I'm not saying that this is the only thing you should do, but I do think it's an excellent way to build quantity. And if you're already doing these things, I think there is a third piece of advice that I can offer, and that is to diversify your reading. If you are already reading a lot, then I think it can make sense to deliberately seek out things that you normally don't read to broaden your horizons a bit. And again, the article on Hacking Chinese with all these reading recommendations contains a ton of tips for advanced reading. So go check that out, and as usual, I'll put links to these in the description. And don't forget, if you have recommendations for free reading resources in Chinese that I haven't mentioned in the article, do let me know. I'm going to update this article again in the future, and I would then love to hear from you with your favorite Chinese reading practice. And in that way, I can also keep providing other learners with the best recommendations for free Chinese reading practice. Thank you for tuning in to the Hacking Chinese podcast. If you like this episode, please share it. More information and inspiration about learning and teaching Chinese can be found at hackingchinese.com. See you in the next episode, and until then, good luck with your studies!